Hello, everybody, and welcome to Athletic Definition. My name is Coach Ray Z, and today is episode number 99 of Athletic Definition with my guest, Pedro Aguilar. Uh, today, I, I titled the show, Be the Light for Other uh, Dreamers. Let's see how the sound quality is. Welcome to Fireside, Pedro. How are you doing today? Thank you, Ray. Uh, I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you for being here. You know, you were like one of my first original guests that you were supposed to be on here. Uh, but being a rookie, I didn't know that this was for ISO only. And now you are my number 99th guest. So I'm, I wanted to get you in before the 100th episode. And I just, uh, you know, I met you through jujitsu, actually at a jujitsu tournament. And then when I found out about your story, I'm like, oh, you're perfect for the show. It's exactly what I'm trying to tell. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I like to get started, and I read your story, and if you want to check it out, you can click on his link on the fortune cookie. It'll take you to his Instagram, and then on there, there's a link, which it'll take you. You wrote that article, that blog? Yes, I actually wrote that article for, uh, I'm part of the scholar program because of my uh, background, distinguished background in my um, education, so I was granted a full ride scholarship. Oh, great. And, you know, I read it and it talks about you being an adult learner. But, you know, what about when you were younger? Did you uh, did you like playing sports? Did you uh, like school at all? Or Well, to say that I didn't like school would be a little bit of a, a, a lie. I did like school, but it was just not foster for me. Um, I mean, everybody likes to feel that pat on the back, right? That, oh, you're doing a good job, especially when you're a young kid. So I did like it. It just it was not foster in the environment that I was in, you know. But I mean, the main thing that kept me out of, you know, uh, trouble was was actually sports. I played sports from from young age all the way till even now. I mean, I, I still train off and on some jujitsu, you know. So, yeah, definitely. All right. And then, you know, through high school, at what point did you decide you wanted to go into nursing? I went into nursing is um, I've been working mental health with the probation and the foster population. Um, I specialize in the intensive uh, care, meaning those kids that were, you know, failed multiple placements. They were kicked out of many um, um, group homes, um, foster homes. And in, in, in the, the easiest terms, the, the worst of the worst, the ones nobody wanted uh, to work with, um, with or foster. I specialize in that and, and along the way, um, I started noticing there's not a lot of uh, uh, minorities in nursing, and especially in mental health nursing. So, you know, it, it spiked my interest in, in just talking with with my supervisor and other um, coworkers. They pretty much told me, hey, listen, this is what you're looking at. If if you take this route and if you take this route, this is what you're looking at. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to take the route um, in, in, in the medical field, as opposed to, uh, I was looking into getting my master's in uh, social work from uh, uh, Cal State San Bernardino. So mm -hmm. I just completely changed the whole um, my whole uh, major. Yeah, either field that you were planning to go into me definitely would have been helpful for society and contribute to society. And you know, I I met you through jiu-jitsu as I mentioned earlier in a tournament, and I to me the fact that you do jujitsu was cool. And then when I found out about going through education, that you're an adult learner, that you're a single parent, um, 
And uh, on the article, I love the part that, you know, you could have just been known as someone, I mean, it's way at the very bottom, like someone without dreams or hopes and that you didn't want your daughter, uh, you know, to, to see that. And it, it, right now it is very difficult for a lot of people with what we've been through, you know, the whole pandemic, uh, but still to, to what, you know, what, besides your daughter, what drove you to uh, keep going? I think it's uh, I've always seen what I do as just a, a small pebble in in the bigger picture in the bigger scheme. Um, this is not just about my daughter. This is not just about you know me. This is a bigger picture. I'm doing this for for all those kids and that in back of the class, all those kids in the community uh, continuation schools, all those kids that uh, you know that 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 they're they're pretty much forgotten. They're the kids that are. Uh, uh, we we tend to forget that they're going to become anything in life, you know. That to me, and and I speak, in, I'm, I'm colorblind, so in the sense that I don't care if you're you're black, Latino, or Caucasian, uh, you know, uh, or Asian. I, I care of your your background, of who you where you come from, and where you want to be, you know. So I, I I see it as something bigger than than my you know immediate family, which is my daughter, you know, and and my son. But it's it's what you're going to show others with what your actions you know from from where you're at is you're leading from this point on and what you show a lot of people might gravitate to you because you know nobody has uh um around their circle has made it to where you are you know and so to me it's like that's what pushes me that's the main force is like this is not just about my immediate family it's about everybody around me I, you know i agree living by example leading by example is very important and you are a purple belt in jiu-jitsu so that i know that takes some time already it goes up white blue purple brown black uh, for those of you listening in in the audience who uh, don't know much about jiu-jitsu and so uh, when did you start jiu-jitsu and, and what drove you to start training jiu-jitsu so i i did wrestling in, in high school and, and in high school you know uh, i was pretty pretty good in jiu-jitsu and, it, and the reason why I got in, in, in wrestling was because I actually got in trouble. Of course, I was the kid that I would be at the dean's office because, you know, I, I couldn't control my behavior. But uh, the the person that was actually in the dean's office was a coach Cutbird from Etowana High School, who's still the head coach out in Etowana High School. And uh, he told me, hey, you look like, you know, one of my wrestlers. And I honestly thought wrestling was a little bit not my my thing. But he said, hey, you should come check it out, you know, and I, and I fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, because I had that background, one of my good buddies, uh, uh, Mike Sandis, who's actually an MMA pro fighter, was actually upcoming, you know, but he didn't have a, a background in, in wrestling or, 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 um, or anything like that. So I would train with him, you know, I would teach him some wrestling. He would teach me some jujitsu because his, his background was in jujitsu. And I, I just started doing it. I must have been like 18, 17 and you know, off and on. Now I'm now I'm 34. And I've been training off and on. You know, sometimes because I'm in school, I'm not able to train. But you know, since I was about um, 17, 18 till till now, I've been training off and on. That, that's great. You know, I I think a lot of us uh, end up quitting sometimes when things in life happen, school, marriage, and it's understandable. Uh, for those who, uh, of us who aren't going to be pro athletes, to take some time off uh, because it's needed you know to accomplish other things but the fact that you keep going and uh i know uh your daughter trains now too as well yes, she, she trains. yeah 
and and I, you know, I have a daughter too. She doesn't want to train jujitsu at all, but I uh, I actually got to train with you a couple of weeks ago, and I thought that was so cool that your daughter was there and that you get to train with her. Uh, did she want to start training jujitsu, or is that something you kind of? At first, she did. Um, she was all you know hyped up about it. Uh, my my because of of my background in, in wrestling, my nephews and nieces um, also gravitated to that, so they started you know competing for at one high school. And because of that, my daughter was like, oh, I want to train too. And so at first she was, you know, happy to train. But now it's more like a, to me, at least I tell her, hey, you have to do it till you're at least 16 years old. And then after that, then we can talk about you not training. And uh, one of the things also that I read on, on the article you wrote is uh, all the different odd jobs you had to do. Um, was that, you know, to pay for school? Because uh, I know you got a scholarship, so you know was that just to take care of your daughter, or uh, and also for all the people listening in who think like, oh, it, you know, if I get a scholarship, maybe I don't have to work. Uh, you, you, to me, your story uh, can give a lot of people like uh, ideas of what to do or what to expect along uh, along the not the typical journey. Right. So, so I, I, I mean, I, I've held, I was a crane operator for California Steel Mill right there by the California Speedway. I was a forklift operator. I work for, I, I know how to work the UPS FedEx shipping receiving system. I did a little bit of a uh, painting. I, I work at the, as a uh, as a painter with the uh, couple of contractors. I did construction work. You name it, I put my hands on it. And the reason why is not only did I want to provide, you know, for my family, um, but also because. You know, I, I didn't know where to go. I mean, uh, we I come from, you know, from uh, humble beginnings and my parents were both uh, working parents. So, you know, my mom owned her business. But at the same time, I was thinking like, well, I don't want to go into the business she's in, you know, and, and I would just think to myself, like, where can I go? Right. So I, I, I guess it was not only to provide for my family, but it's also a way to to find what I wanted to do. Right. Um, it, it was just like a, I saw it more as a, um, I guess a trial and error for me, uh, providing for my family, but I'm also, you know, um, finding out is, is this what I want to do in life? You know, do I want to work a, a regular nine to five? Do I want to be a machine operator? Do I want to, you know, you name it. I, I, I pretty much did it all. And now that you accomplished your goal of, you know, becoming a practitioner in nursing, is there, are you, are you very happy, satisfied? I, I know it took a long time to get there. Um, well, how long did it take you to accomplish that actually, since you started? So I, I think it honestly, from, from when I started in community college to me obtaining my, my master's in nursing, which is, I just finished my master's in nursing maybe about a, a month ago, but uh, on ACV has been like a lifelong since I, I was like 21. You know, and it kind of goes back to to the whole jujitsu thing where I, ne I just never gave up. I just kept, you know, kept going, whether it was one class, whether it was one, you know, uh, one semester, whatever. The, the main thing and the main goal is just don't give up. You will never hear of, you know, uh, Ray became a, a purple belt, you know, in 2023 because he quit. You know, in 2022, you will never hear that. That's it's insane. You know, what you will hear is he never gave up and he got his purple belt. He got his brown belt, whatever. You know, and that's that's the main thing. I, I never gave up after I started. I started in Chavy College. 
I kept taking one, two classes a semester and just knowing, hey, even though it's taking a long time and the goal is to to get that that associate's degree and transfer out of Cal State San Bernardino, you know, it don't matter how long it takes, but as long as you're there and, um, you know, you get there. And I'm actually uh, uh, specializing right now. I'm specializing as a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So um, hoping in about eight months, I'll wrap that up and, uh, you know, be done. You know, done for the for now. I, I think that's my 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 goal for 2022, 2023. And what about a. Uh... You know, I, I think I trained with you. You're like, you haven't had much, which is understandable, much time to train. Uh, do you have any goals for jujitsu, maybe competing again, since that's how I met you? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, once I'm done with school, um, maybe I'll go back to competing, uh, you know. But for now, it's just 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 try to hang with all you animals. Uh, I go I go to any gym and, and just to open mat or or just train with uh, with uh, Coach Craig and and everybody's just you know just getting better and better you know and, and I love that because that that shows that you know the the amount of time you put into the mats or in anything in general it does not lie because it, it it reflects on the skill level that you that you get from training you know yeah that is one saying that I think to the jujitsu community is very like maybe even cliche the mats don't lie. But really, that's a, a, as you said, it's a real reflection of, of life. It's like the time you put in to any sort of work, it's going to reflect. And maybe some places you can get away with pretending you're something you're not. But right there, you're going to get exposed right away and people will know. And uh, that is one of the things, you know, that I love about jujitsu. And, you know, the journey that you, you meet so many different people from uh, different backgrounds, um, you know, like yourself. And... You know, what would you say, um, you know, for what, what was the difference that made you want to change from social work to, uh, you know, to psychiatric? Yeah. Yeah. So what made me change is, is just picking at, at, at people with master's level ed of education, you know, from, from, from small to big, you know, universities. You would ask, I would ask them certain questions and, and based on their answers, you know, I don't know if their answers were genuine. I don't know if their answers were, were, were not, were not the, the honest truth. Cause you get that a lot with, with people when you ask them certain questions, you know, there's that, that envy, that jealousy, and they tend to not tell you hundred percent the truth, but just asking around, you know, and, and just picking at people's brains in, in my, my workspace, I just started noticing, you know, that, that certain, they weren't really um, content, you know, some of them weren't content, some of them were, and then it just keep, gives you that perspective. What's well, really based on how they see things, right? And and that itself, with with uh, just my my change of heart for 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 nursing. What's interesting is I actually started community college for nursing, then I switched to you know social work and sociology, then social work. And then I went back to, to what I originally wanted, which is nursing. So I, I always had that that niche and it was just like being in the field of uh, mental health and, and social work where I was like, you know what? This whole time, not only did it, it, it spike an interest in psychiatric, which is mental health, but it, it helped me grow into who I am now. So it was it was just perfect, you know, and it kind of goes back to what I told you earlier, where, you know, some of the jobs I held, I, I held those jobs not because, you know, it was the only thing that I could do. 
I held it because I wanted to see what was in, in that environment. And if that environment was, was, would gravitate or would make me happy. And, and, and obviously I'm, I'm in psychiatric mental health now because that's where I find that my, my, that I'm a happy space. And um, did you get to start practicing nursing early because of the pandemic? If I, if I was reading correctly, it said uh, Newsom was making a call to all the students that were in nursing and uh, you wanted to jump in right away? So during that pandemic, uh, um, they were recruiting uh, nursing students uh, for us to go and, 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 you know, help with the, the overflow of patients. Um, I didn't get the opportunity and I personally didn't sign up for for it, but just hearing, um, you know, Newsom uh, ask uh, for the students and, and those was was uh, for me it was inspiring because you know that, that puts you in that perspective of, you know, a lot of uh, uh, minorities and, and people in in, in in difficult backgrounds want to give back to their communities. So this was like a a call, as in a pat in the back that I'm going the right way, you know. Um, the, the career that I chose is perfect because if you have somebody in office asking for our, our help, that means you're, you're doing something right. You're, you're going the right, the right way. So it just felt good, but no, I, I didn't sign up for the, uh, for to, to be one of the first ones to, to, to help out. Okay. No, the, uh, it, it's interesting to me and, and just fascinating for all the nursing people that, especially during that time, what they had to go through. And I could imagine that there was a shortage as well. So, and yeah, you're right. That's a career that's uh, very, very much in, in demand. And um, let me, I had a couple notes here that I wrote down, but uh, oh yeah, you, you mentioned on here that you are also, uh, if I read it correctly, you're a first generation college graduate yeah. in the family? Yeah, so um, um, you know, um, I, I'm the first generation of college grads, um, you know, was uh, my parents didn't have much of an education, much of an opportunity. And, um, you know, they, they pretty much laid down the, the foundation for, for me to be where I am. So it would be for me in a way um, ungrateful uh, if I didn't take that opportunity and continue to build off where they left off, you know. And I just had to do it for not just for me, but for my mother. I mean, it's kind of like you're giving all these these opportunities. Why not, you know, utilize those and and, you know, build up from where they left off. And do you remember where you got that idea? Because I, you know, I don't remember. Just recently, I was hearing someone saying about, I didn't know that I could do that because no one in my family had done it, or I didn't have those type of role models. You know, do you know what planted that seed in your, you know, mind of a college education, especially you know, being first generation? You know what? It's interesting that um, uh, I, I love art. Um, I, I'm actually an artist uh, myself. I love painting. I love acrylic paint. Uh, I love most mediums um, to work with. What's interesting is uh, I'm sure you guys know, or, or for those that know, don't know, there was a famous painter by the name of Diego Rivera. And uh, Diego Rivera would depict a lot of uh, uh, um, brown people, Mexican people, as, uh, as nothing but um, back and arms, meaning we were nothing but labor, right? We were the the labor force, and he would depict that in his murals and, and whatnot. 
And to me, it, it, it actually clicked in my head, right? Where, where Diego Rivera was just, a, a, was just an artist, but really um, political. Because that message to me means that not only does Diego Rivera see a lot of us Mexicanos, Mexican, Americans, whatever you want to label us, Latinos, um, as back, you know, just labor jobs. And to me, that was like, hmm, that's interesting because everything that I was doing at that point was a labor job, you know, from being a crane operator to a painter to whatever you want to call it. A lot of those are, are, are labor jobs, you know, so that was like, well... What's the opposite of, you know, having a labor job? Well, it's getting yourself in, in education, right? So you still do somewhat labor, but now it's like you work neck up as opposed to neck down, right? Because you, you need a little bit less of a skill um, to, to do those jobs. So they see you as you're a worker from the neck and down as opposed to the neck up, meaning you're using your brain, you're utilizing that to, to be in the field that you are. So... Uh, it was Diego Rivera who actually planted that in my head. That you know, that's interesting. I gotta see if I've seen his work or not. I'm I'm pretty sure that name sounds so familiar, uh, but the way that you took and in, uh, his interpretation of his art and uh, it translated into your mind and planted that seed. I, I think that's fascinating, and that's what you know. <laughs> You know, my show is kind of like a little bit of that. You never know who that person is or that thought or, um, you know, I've, I've been trying to just bring a variety because not all of us are going to get to play in the NBA or, you know, be able to play in the NFL. But some of us nursing, uh, you know, ath athletic help, uh, you know, and there's even sports that aren't even well known like jujitsu that can help a lot with self-discipline and just give you those translatable skills that you mentioned, um, you know, if you don't put, pay attention to nursing school, it's not going to translate when, you know, when you actually take the test and, and things like that. Um, you know, when, when you were in nursing and you actually started working with patients, was there anything that kind of threw you off that you weren't expecting or that you're like, oh, maybe this, is, maybe this isn't for me? Um, no, actually, nothing has been throwing me off. Um, but I, when I did start working with patients, and um, I, I recall this incident where one of my patients that I was uh, attending to, because I actually go to their homes. Uh, I travel to the San Bernardino, Riverside, and LA County areas, and I treat my patients at home, whether it's wound care, whether it's follow-up, whatever, IV. I do it at their home, right? And um, this this particular patient um, was was having a, a, a seizure. And, uh, and it's funny because, you know, you're trained to do it. This is like fresh. I just graduated. I got my gig. I'm working and he's having a seizure. So I'm like, oh my God, where's the people that are going to help him? <laughs> and it just throws you off, you know, but you have, I have the skills. I have the, you know, the ability to help him. So, you know, I did what I had to do and he was overall, he was okay. But yeah, it throws you off. But I don't think I've I've felt like, oh man, uh, I'm not in the right place. I know I'm in the right place, and you know I, I can carry myself as that. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was thinking when you mentioned psychiatric, it's more like, you know, people that are institutionalized uh, or uh, also like the jail in downtown. That one's like for psychiatric and uh, people that are high risk. So I was thinking of stuff like that. So there, there's different types of uh, fields as well where people can be on psychiatric medicines, but not 
intense enough where they need to be actually institutionalized. Right. So uh, when, when you say institutionalized, well, a lot of those that are institutionalized is because they either, either are a threat to themselves or a threat to others and or they're serving a, a sentence for a crime they committed. You know, so so majority of the people, they might be walking amongst us and you wouldn't even know. Right. For all you know, I might be taking psychotropic uh, psych medication but you don't know because I'm completely normal outside, you know? So that's kind of like the stigma behind also mental health with, with a lot of people think that, you know, mental health, you, you're crazy and you're jumping off of walls and all that. No, mental health is, is not just, you know, that type of a uh, Hollywood uh, cinema where people are going crazy in uh, psychiatric wards. It's not like that. Yeah, you know, we, we, we believe everything Hollywood teaches us. And if I see it on TikTok, then I, I believe it. I'm like 100% believing everything. And uh, yeah, I wanted to, if anyone in the audience has a question for Pedro and would like to ask him about his journey to become a nurse, uh, more than happy to, you know, raise your, let us know and we'll bring you up here. And if not, I know you said you kind of have your plans for, for uh, this year and 2020 but do you have like longer term plans uh you know i mean i know you're just accomplishing everything but usually people that are uh you know working on goals and things they just don't settle they keep going you know it's there's no finish line so as i mentioned earlier my my, my biggest plan and goal is not really um just to obtain you know a degree or or, or a career that pays well my biggest goal is is just to continue. If you guys look at my profile, um, I've done also um, uh, pro bono work for for a nonprofit. There's a nonprofit organization here in San Bernardino County, a Cords and Enri Enrichment Program. That is uh, I actually I met the gentleman, the CEO, in a treatment facility. I was working in a treatment facility for the pro probation population in Riverside County, and um, you know, he started a nonprofit, uh, and now it's a it's a nonprofit that serves the um, the uh, the school district in San Bernardino, I believe. I'm not sure in what other areas, but uh, we actually go and serve into the uh, um, continuation schools. You know, and I'm I'm a um, motivational speaker slash you know informational speaker because you know motivation's temporary, information can last forever. So uh, we go over there to the community. Um, community uh, to the uh, continuation schools and, and I I'll tell them a little bit about my background and my journey because you know like them uh, a lot of them uh, what it is is they need that like you mentioned earlier they need that that person you know it doesn't come we don't know where it's going to come from but you might be that that small pat on the back or, or the little point of hands for them to be like oh that that makes sense to me I'm going to gravitate to what he said and I'm going to go for it you know we, so I do that kind of work, and I think that's my my biggest goal is just to continue doing that. As I mentioned earlier, it's not just about me or, or my immediate family. It's about a lot of the upcoming um, minorities and kids in 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 the communities that you know are forgotten or are are kind of put to the side because you know they're they're troubled background. And that's my biggest goal is just to continue doing that with the uh, his nonprofit and other nonprofits that are you know are willing to to give me the platform for me to to help the others out. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I saw that on, I think on your Instagram story. Um, very, very cool. How often do you get to go out and, and speak to the youth? 
So anytime he he gives me a, a call, I, I just I, I show up, you know. I, I go first thing in the morning, so I'm open to any time he he hits me up, and you know, at least uh, every I go at least every every two months. Uh, we do a couple gigs in, in the in the San Bernardino County community. And then uh, last time I, I seen you, I think you mentioned that I think you were going to be featured for something upcoming, maybe in the next month. Um, yeah, so um, I was out in San Diego last week. We were actually doing uh, TikTok videos for the university because of my my because of my scholar. Um, they actually asked me to do a lot of gigs for them, and you know, for me, it's like, why not? I mean, you guys are providing me with the education that I need, so you know, the least I can do is you know show up and you know talk a little bit about my background. So we were doing some TikTok videos, and um, and I'm also. They were actually having me record because um, they were going to feature me in the National University Instagram. So it was going to be one day in the life of a full-time student and a field RN. So I kind of recorded myself going through the San Bernardino, Riverside, LA area, uh, kind of doing what I do, which is you know travel and you know treat patients or out in the community. So um, it's supposed to come out, I think, next month. Um, for um, Nurses Week. I think they're going to post it. I'm not sure, though. So it just depends. I don't know if the co- content that I gave it was was enough, but I'm hoping it is, and I'm hoping they they, sh- they um, showcase uh, that on the IG Instagram. Well, congratulations on everything you do. And I did want to mention, you know, since you go around and do motivational speaking and information speaking and, and uh, you know, you've been featured quite a few times. Did, do you have any sort of like uh, speaking background or speech classes, anything, you know, I seem very comfortable. And that is, I think, like the number one or number two fear in the world, public speaking. I, I know a lot of people that I've invited on the show, but they're like, oh, I don't want to. I hate my voice. I hate the way I look. I hate this. I'm like, just come on the show and talk, you know. So, um, no, actually, I don't have any background or anything like that in, in regards to public speaking. I just feel that, um, you know, just uh, growing up in, in the household um, because my mom's not shy at all. And just being able to speak in front of people is like um, it's a must, you know, in order for you to to be selected into anything, really. And I think that's the thing that got me the scholarship. I was able to stand in front of people and, and you know, and, and break down what I do. Um, but I think really just just working with with um, a multidisciplinary a group and and when I was with mental health, I think that's kind of like there's no room for for you to be shy. You're working with uh, professionals here. You have to be able to speak up and and let them know what's happening with the patient you're dealing with. And you know you can't shy away from from giving that information because sometimes that information that they need, you have that information because you're you know working one on one with that patient. So I think that. You know, along with all the damn things we have to do for school, that public, you know, stand in front of the class and talk, you know, all that just accumulated to me being comfortable in front of people and, you know, talking amongst uh, large groups. That's a great skill to have, especially nowadays. And, you know, I know you do jujitsu, but then following you on your Instagrams, looks like you've done quite a few races here and there. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe you did one of those... uh, the ones where you, uh, it's like with the team, I can't think of the name right now. And then I also see you do a lot of hiking as well. So uh, besides jujitsu, you know, what do you enjoy working out in? So um, we, a buddy of mine who's a, uh, an active Marine, um, 
you know, I got him into running and 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 doing hikes. And um, he started a he's starting or has started a nonprofit. Um, it's a good it's a hiking group called Still in the Fight. Um, it's it's a it's predominantly um, a hiking group that aims to help um, you know wounded warriors, uh, first responders, and law enforcement. You know, and, and because everything for us is about mental health and helping one another. So um, he started that group. Um, it's called uh, Still in the Fight. And um, so, you know, whenever I get the opportunity, I go hiking with them. Um, and, you know, I also try to stay as fit as possible. So we do a lot of, uh, I, I used to do, now I haven't done it in a minute, but we did a, um, we did the uh, Yosemite Half Marathon uh, last year, which was beautiful. I, I recommend it, even if you're not a runner, to just go for the sightseeing. It's, it's an amazing place. It's beautiful. I do that, and I, I you know, I just try to to do some ways to to try to be able to survive when you're going against all these animals and they're trying to rip out your limbs and arms, and you know, so you got to just do pump a little bit of iron so your arms don't fall out when they're trying to rip them out. I mean, you know, that's pretty much it. Just a little bit of hiking, a little bit of running, a little bit of weightlifting, and here and there some jujitsu. And especially now, you know, I keep hearing about more and more people on medication. I'm not, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I don't know. It depends on each individual and their professional. But, you know, how much do you feel that exercise can, you know, if it's nothing major, can help prevent with, like, feelings of being depressed and, and uh, you know, because it's really easy to spiral down, especially when things aren't going your way. Um, so, you know, how do you feel about just working out in general, especially being in the medical field? I think that's it's a key component. You know, it's, it's, it's working out. It's a key component, whether, you know, you're doing it to aesthetically look good or whether you're looking it to feel good. You know, that that one of the biggest things a lot of people don't understand is, is the minute anybody starts working out, it no matter if it's a male or female, you know, you go to the mirror and you start like checking out your arms or you start checking out your chest, you know, you start walking different. What that doing is, is boosting your confidence, right? Whether you're a, you're a male or female. And by doing so, it's, it's, you know, helping you feel a little bit better. You know, I, I, I'm a big believer that, you know, um, as long as you, you're working out here and there, you know, just trying to make yourself sharp. That's actually going to help you a long way, you know. Uh, like I said, whether it's for aesthetically or because you know you're trying to feel good, for sure, it's it, it's it's something you have to do. And it don't matter what age you are, you just have to work out. You just have to go go for a walk. And you can't you can't afford the gym. Okay, go for a walk around your your community. Your community is a little bit too rough. Hey, go during the day. You know, take a dog. I don't know, but you know, there's a lot of a. Uh, uh, working out is for sure is a key for you to stay sharp in everything, you know. Um, there's there's a the, some of the kids that I that I work with. Um, this was actually taught to me by one of the foster moms. Uh, she would tell me some of these kids, you know, they come to me and they're like all over the place. They're on medication and the medication doesn't work, but you know what works? And I tell them, no, tell me. She said, I take them to the park, and in the park. They run wild. They're on their they're on their they're on the monkey bars. They're going down the slides. They're playing tag. They're chasing each other. Well, that's it's a form of working out, you know. And she says, and by the time they get home, they're hungry. It's stimulating for them to eat eat you know a healthy meal. And then they shower, and then they knock out. 
I don't have a problem with kids like that. You know, that's a big, you know, what's what's the uh, um, the key right there? They're working out without them knowing. She sets them up to go work out, you know. But you tell a kid, hey, let's go work out. They'll be like, what? Yeah, I don't work out. I don't do that. But these kids, sometimes you just got to, you know, figure a way to work out with them. And that was key, you know. And now, now think of us as adults. Ain't nobody's forcing you to work out. It's nobody making you. Sometimes they have trouble sleeping. I'm pretty sure if you go for a little hike, your ass is going to go to sleep when you get home because you're going to be tired, you know. So you don't need, you know, a certain medication to help you go to sleep. You don't need, you know, certain things, you know. As long as you work out, it'll help you regulate certain areas. Of course, the biggest, for me, especially from a nursing background, the biggest battle is what you put in your mouth, right? Because if you ain't working out, because if you're working out a lot, but you're putting junk in there, aesthetically, you're going to look good. But internally, oh, man. Your cholesterol is going to be high, and high cholesterol can lead to a lot of complications. Your blood pressure is going to be high. Oof, that's a silent killer. You know that 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 high I mean, the high blood pressure is a silent killer. If you guys Google the statistics on um, hypertension, especially uh, among the African American community, whew, it's a killer, right? So working out is is for sure a key. But it's really more important what you put in your mouth that, that matters. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that about the kids. And she's kind of tricking them into working out or without knowing it. And I say that as well for the adults. I've mentioned many times, like when I go to the park to play basketball or when I go do jujitsu, I don't see it as a workout. I'm like, oh, I get to go hang out with my friends. I haven't seen them for a while. It's like. To me, that's not a workout. And then that helps because there's times where if you're just like, oh, I got to go to jujitsu again or I'm tired, my back hurts, blah, blah, blah. It was a long day. It's not the same. But if it's more like I'm just going to go hang out and I haven't seen them and it's good times, then you're more motivated to go and keep going. And and then sometimes you end up feeling like, oh, man, I only went twice. But you kind of look at that in a month, how many times you win, you're like, oh, that's not bad. And you keep going and it, it's better than nothing. So I think that us as adults can actually use that same type of mentality that we do as uh, children. Yeah. And um, let's see here. I have your uh, your Instagram going here on the Fortune Cookie if anybody wants to follow. But for those of people who just listen in, if they did want to reach out to you, how could they reach Follow me on Instagram. Um, I think it's PX Scholar and PX dot Scholar. Just follow me there. You guys can message me, follow me. Um, there's gonna, like I said, there's gonna be other features coming up for the National University um, um, takeover. I'm gonna be featured on TikTok for the university, and you know, just you guys are feel free to message me, ask me questions. Um, you know, that platform. There. For the sake of uh, you know asking, inquiring about you know nursing, especially at our our uh, university. But you know I'm, I'm okay if you you have other questions in regards to nursing. Yeah, I get that a lot. I get people message me, hey, I'm interested in nursing. What do you recommend? You know, and and whenever I get a chance, I reply back. You know, and just in general, don't feel free to message me. Um, I'll I'll get to your message and I'll reply back. 
Yeah, I was going to mention, uh, I'm sure there's some people listening in and they're like, well, he must have been pretty smart to get a scholarship, uh, besides other things you mentioned that you presented yourself well. But what about for, you know, youth that wants to pursue nursing, but maybe don't have like the top grades to get scholarships? Is there alternatives for them? Is there any hopes or things you could provide, some information maybe? My GPA was honestly a 2.0 um, all through high school. C's and D's, um, not really good in, in regards to you know my GPA. So that I didn't get a scholarship in. My scholarship came when, when I actually uh, went into community college. And because right there is nobody's going to make you do your homework. Nobody cares if you go to class, right? You just have to make it and make it a, a priority. And, and for me, it was because I was working, I was only taking one class at a time. You know why? Because I wanted to make sure that I got the highest grade possible. I couldn't take three, four classes and, you know, barely make it because that's going to put me on the bottom of the list for any applications, any opportunities that I can, you know, try to get to. So if you're able to, you know, manage a couple of classes, you know, then go for it. But if not, just, just take your, take your time, you know, um, in nursing, it's competitive. Um, I was able to transfer from Chafee on to what a three point eight, I believe, a three point five, three point eight GPA, which was like just borderline from, you know, from the rest. So, I mean, the only thing is if you can retake the class if if you already are in in the university or community college and and you know your your GPA is a little bit um, um, low, uh, all you can do is retake the class. And, and like I said, f- make sure you recalibrate yourself, focus on on that specific class. You should know by now what type of learner you are. And you should know by now how much you can put on your plate, you know, because if you put too much on your plate, you're just going to make a mess. And it's unfortunately there's 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 nothing that I, that anybody can do for you. Um, you're just not going to get into the traditional um, university, you're not. They're they're looking for for a good GPA. They're looking for a solid person. You might have to go through a private um, university, pay top dollars. Um, you know, and even then, you still have to put in the work. You still have to study. You still have to do um, the work. So, if you're not doing it the traditional way, you might have to go private. But even then, you're paying top dollars, and you still got to put in the work. So. Just, just take your time. Don't, don't try to finish everything at all at once. You know, take your time. And I know you, you said the nursing is competitive. And what about after you graduated? Is um, I would just assume that it's really a lot of people are hiring for that right now with everything going on. But you know, what do you think? So, so just by talking among among my uh, peers, you know, um, I know that I, I had a, I could have gotten a couple of job offers. But I, I went for the what worked for me, right? Um, there's some people that, you know, want to do a traditional three twelves and, and have, you know, four days for themselves, you know. And, but it's just really you have to find something that works for you. As far as jobs, there's 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 many job opportunities. There's uh, even agencies that, um, that, that will hire you, you know, to work for a certain hospital because – you know, the hospitals aren't getting enough, you know, don't have enough um, staff. So as far as, you know, after you graduate, have not being able to get a job, it's it's kind of difficult. And, but again, there's 
there's many gigs you can get. You can you don't have to work in a hospital. You work for uh, I know people that have graduated and went and started working for IHP, you know, which is the insurance company. So you're not seeing patients, but you're working on a and then at a, behind a desk dealing with you know uh, stuff related to healthcare. I know people that graduated and went into um, you know working with the um, uh, school system. I know people that worked for the um, uh, regional center. Um, so there's many um, gigs and opportunities for you, but it's just you just have to find something that works for you. If the hospital is for you, then you would go into a hospital. You know, so yeah, there's there's many job opportunities. And and how do you see the whole minority as far as like is it are they is do you see more in nursing more as doctors or you know since you started and you said that was one of the things you kind of noticed that there was a lack of representation. I mean, I, numbers speak for themselves. Uh, it's still the same. I, I there's there's you know uh, there's a shortage of nurses and the numbers of 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 men of color, minorities, and Spanish speakers in, in the nursing um, nursing field. It, it's, it's a small amount. I mean, we are in California, so you, so you see a little bit more of a, you know, diverse um, uh, a force, but, I mean, there's still a shortage, nevertheless, and we're still uh, underrepresented. It. Well, you are like a, a pioneer then in, in it, hopefully, and basically inspire some future generations as i mentioned for everyone uh, listening in pedro uh, i've known him through jiu-jitsu we were actually doing a tournament and uh you know i don't remember i think we started following each other on instagram and i seen his story i seen what he was doing and he was supposed to be like within my first five guests of uh of uh athletic definition podcast and now we're here it, it didn't happen because he has had an android and now he has an apple and now he made it for episode number 99 so to me uh i'm excited because you know you know in the beginning when i asked you it would have been really cool to have you on because i really know you and it, this isn't hasn't been the easiest to like oh start interviewing people and this is all new to me so i was trying to get people and i know it just didn't work out that way but regardless it's finally I have one more person that I need to bring on that I promised and they have an Android too, but I'm like, Oh, I, I, when you told me you got an Apple, I was all excited. I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm going to hit you up right away. We're going to get you on. And, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people RSVP. I think they were interested in, in hearing your story and, and, uh, I, you know, I, I try and just bring on different people. I think I, I actually thought you were DACA for a while because of the whole dreamer and, and, and the way you speak. And I asked you about that, but, um, yeah, I think that I just try and bring on guests that can hopefully inspire either younger generations or different generations. And within sports and any sort of working out, there's so many different avenues you, you can take. And some people just don't even consider them or may not even be aware of it. So having people like you, especially, you know, with lack of representation as well, I think it, it, it's even better. And uh, yeah, because... I think there's not too many uh, Latino, Mexican, American uh, podcast hosts either. So there's a few I checked. So hopefully we can do some brown, great, brown, great breaking uh, things in the near future. And um, is there anything maybe I left out or something that you wanted to spotlight or give a shout out to anybody in particular? Uh, just you know, uh, I, I tell everybody, I just I'm, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for anybody and everybody. 
um, during my my schooling, professors, uh, uh, co-workers, ex-co-workers, current co-workers, um, current supervisors. I just I'm, I'm thankful to be where I am because of, you know, everybody. Um, I'm an accumulation of everybody's, you know, um, uh, kind words and encouragement, you know, because that's 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 what I, I, I love to see. And that's what I try to give back to the people. Um Everybody that that knows me and knows that you know um, I'm thankful and I'm grateful for everybody that you know it don't matter where you come from it don't matter who you are I got nothing but love and respect for everybody so you know just 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 thankful for everybody for you know um, uh, helping me to to be where I am today. Uh, that's great too. I think uh, people need to understand that it's not easy to make it anywhere in life without the help of others and and it's difficult to ask for help. It's difficult, at least for some people, it is for me to ask for help. So uh, to understand that you need help and other people need help along the journey. And then once you receive the help, to be thankful for the help is very, very important. And I wanted to thank everybody listening on the simulcast and the audience and the streams. Once again, thank you, Pedro, for, for being on here. And uh, for to episode number 99, now that you've been on here, pretty much everyone I come on, of course, they have to come back on in the future. So in the future, when you come on, we're going to expect you to, who knows, maybe have some other degree and be uh, either have competed or be getting ready for a competition, you know, give us like an update on what you're doing in life and, and kicking ass. That would be great, man. Thank you. Definitely will do that. All right. So thank you, everybody, for joining in. Athletic Definition. This has been Coach Ray Z, episode number 99. Until next Thursday, episode 100. Anyone uh, who's been on the guest or in the audience can come on in and just say hello and say congrats. So thank you, everybody, for joining. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.